Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivian.com. Tracy.com and it's sex talk S E X T O K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing today? I'm okay, Zibby, and you must be doing really well because I've just seen on your Instagram that Bookends is now. Available for pre-order. How exciting. This, for those who don't know, is Zibby's autobiography, isn't it, really? Well, memoir, memoir. It is, yes. It's my memoir. It's called Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature. And it's a love story to books and how I got through a series of losses and changed my life to really find my voice over the past 20 years. So, Mm. yeah, I'm feeling very exposed with it out there in the world in galley form and ready for pre-order, but I'm excited. I've worked really, really hard on it. Oh, I think. Am I allowed to say that I had a little sneak peek of a very early edition? Yes, you sure did. Well, I was... You know, when, like, I was thinking, please let me like this, please let me like this, because it would have been awful if I didn't. And I just literally sat there and devoured, I think over two days, I just didn't want to miss a word, so I didn't skim read it, I just read it properly. So interesting about your life. And, my God, the losses, Zippy, honestly... I, I think you're extraordinary. And there's even a mention. Well, is there still a mention of me in there? Do I still survive the I don't the know, actually. I should go oh, back. Damn. I hope so. I hope so. I, I have to go back so. and read it. I haven't read the final in it a while. It was such a complimentary mention as well. Well, well I'm going to find the old copy and tell everybody about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good luck with that. Not that you'll need it. Thank you. Well, you've Fantastic. written like 50 books, so you'll be the best person to you know, <laughs> welcome me into this world. Not um, personal books, though. Yeah. Very different. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I hope so. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Three questions today. All right. Question number one. I can't climax during intercourse and it frustrates me. I know I'm not the only one and I know why I'm not able to orgasm, but surely there are things I can try other than him using his <laughs> fingers or holding a vibrator there. There are lots of things you can try and it is all thanks to... A landmark study where they interviewed, I think it was between three or 4,000 American women, and this was published last year. And what they did, they said to all these women, so what do you do to make intercourse more pleasurable? And from this, they identified four different techniques that 
women who are able to enjoy intercourse a lot or, or orgasm do. And that, it was really quite a significant study. And so the four techniques, which I, this came out about eight months ago, and I thought it was one of the most significant discoveries ever. And there hasn't been enough talk about it. So I'm quite pleased that, that this woman wrote in with a question because it gives me an opportunity to talk <laughs> about it. So the four techniques are, the first one is called rocking. Now, 76% of women use that. So basically what they did, what these women do, is that they rock up and down against the base of the penis. So effectively, instead of the traditional method of thrusting, which goes you know, in and out and he pulls back and there's no pressure on the clitoris, what would happen is, is that he penetrates and then basically just lies there while you rock back and forth and use his penis essentially as a masturbatory tool. Right? Now, I can't wait to try this. I think it sounds fantastic. <laughs> In fact, I have tried it. I'm lying. And it really, really does work. And some guys have said, I mean, to guys as in people who've written into me, not people that I've slept with since this came out, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> But guys have said, well, I just am like, they're not, what am I doing? I'm just lying there being used as a, basically a masturbation tool. Yes, you are. But I mean, seriously, seriously, how many guys, you know, once you say, yes, I've had my orgasm, now you can let go. How many guys are going to have difficulty not orgasming in about two seconds flat? So a fair-minded man is not going to be upset about rocking, I don't think. Do you? I don't think so. I think, I think it's a really I'm good sure idea. I'll be the, fine with it. <laughs> the other thing is, the other technique was called angling. 88% of women use this. And by angling, it means that you rotate, raise, or lower your pelvis or hips during penetration. Now, I think this is more instinctual. And they know from studies of women who can orgasm during penetration that they are very active. They will move around. They'll, they'll move forward. They'll move back. They'll say, no, this doesn't work. No, let me just readjust this a little bit. And men have no qualms in behaving like this during sex. You know, if they're not comfortable with the position that they're in, they'll say, no, no, this isn't working for me and move. Women don't do that. We're not active enough about what feels good for us. So I think angling is a really, really good idea. And it, it means having the confidence to say, well, hang on a minute while I just adjust this so it, it feels better for me. It means suggesting female-friendly positions like woman on top, which suits angling down to a T. This is where you can do it the best, I think. Or even doggy style, you can still angle. So I think that's a really good technique. All of these techniques, by the way, are so simple. And yet they're really effective. Well, the third one, this is the one I was like, mm, I don't know about this, but it was the most popular. <laughs> 83, well, see what you think, right? It's 83% of women use this technique. It's called shallowing. And it's when they get their partner to just stimulate the first inch of the vagina, so inside the vagina, with the tip of a penis, tip of a finger, a tongue, a sex toy. So just that first inch. Now, the logic behind it is that all the nerve endings are in that first inch of the vagina because if they were all the way down, childbirth would be excruciating, even more excruciating than it is. So, I mean, I just, uh, that does not appeal to me at all. Does it appeal to you? No, she's shaking her head. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not weighing in. <laughs> but it just, anyway, but it's so interesting because to me, I was like, really? But that was the most popular technique. So try it. Clearly, I think I'm more of a 
clitoral girl than a vaginal girl. So maybe you have to be a bit more of a vaginal girl. Now, the least commonly used technique, which I found really interesting, 70% of people use this, was called pairing. And that is pairing while you're having penetrative sex, you use a finger or a toy on the clitoris. So this is the one that we all know. Everybody talks about it. It's the one that everybody uses and everybody's totally fed up with because it's not as simple as it sounds. If you're holding a vibrator there and you've been using lube, it gets all slippery. If you try and keep your fingers working on her clitoris while he's thrusting, it's a bit like trying to rub your stomach and pat your head. <laughs> it's really difficult because you're doing <laughs> two different things at once. So I think the other three, to, well, especially rocking and angling, I think are brilliant ideas to try for people. And I, I mean, this study was such a reputable study. It was done by a woman who really set out to make intercourse more enjoyable for women. I think she's totally succeeded. And I want feedback from people who are trying these techniques. I really want to know what everybody thinks, because, I mean, that was a massive study and she did it incredibly well with controlled groups and all sorts. But, well, that's all studies should be. But I'd just be interested to see what the average person out there thinks about those techniques. Yes, average person, if you're listening. And after you try, <laughs> feel free to, to write us at sextalkpod.com. There's a little comments thing. I think there is. Anyway, okay, well, lots of ideas. Don't despair. There's there's stuff, always stuff of Tracy's sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Although that sounds gross in some way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, okay. <laughs> Question two. Hi, Zibby and Tracy. I could really do with some advice. My eight-year-old relationship went through a bad patch and I had a brief fling with a woman at work. It's all over. No one ever found out. And my relationship is back on track. It happened six months ago, but I still feel jumpy and nervous about what I did. Should I come clean or keep quiet? Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I'm always saying tell. I, I feel like I'm always, like, I feel like once you lose the trust in your relationship, forget it. Like, how is that person going to keep that secret? They'll never actually be that close. On the other hand, it's going to destroy their relationship probably. So mm. I don't know. I feel like... So I don't know. I mean, it's also easier. It's easier said than done. Just like, oh yeah, yeah, just say it. It's actually a huge deal. So I don't know. What do you think? See, I'm always, I mean, I can see why people want to confess and how it would benefit the confessor because it is very difficult to look somebody in the eye after infidelity 
and not want to confess and beg forgiveness because you've got this massive guilt on your shoulder and yet keeping secrets is not great. And, you know, and lots of people say, listen, you've done this, you need to own up to it and take the punishment or whatever. But my take on this has not altered in the whole time that I've been doing what I do. And I think that confessing feels wonderful, the confessor, and it does absolutely nothing for the person who's been betrayed because cheating hurts. It destroys relationships. It is something that you never really get over, if indeed you can get over it. And to me, the only person who really benefits from something that's never going to come out, that's, you know, started, finished with, completely a line under it, never going to reoccur. What is the point to the person, for the person who's been hurt by this? Isn't it better for the guy to, you know, he's the one that did it, He's the one that should be living with this guilt and feeling bad about it. And I always think the best way to make up to your partner is to just keep quiet and be the best partner he could ever be. You know, treat her like a princess. You know, make sure also that you've solved the problem. You haven't just put a Band-Aid on it. You know, if there's any hint of the desire to cheat returning, you know, take immediate action, rush off to a therapist, put all the energy you possibly can into the relationship and into making her happy. And I think that that is going to be far more better for the relationship. And I know it's very unpopular, but Zibby, I have had so many horrible stories over the years with close friends, with you know, and other people who've written to me saying, you know, I found out that my partner had an affair. Why did they tell me? It was over with. It was just one night. It was a week. It was in con- They didn't love them. Why did they tell me? Because I would, I can't forgive them. And now it's just ruined this wonderful marriage. Three kids now don't have a partner, you know, and uh, I, okay. Okay. I feel really strongly about it. I wouldn't want to know. know. I don't know. Do you want to know? I don't want to know. Well, yeah. That is not, by the way, Miles' approval to go off and have an affair. I don't know. You would want to know. Yeah, I'd want to know. I don't want someone treating me like a princess or whatever you're saying, but really he's there's some girl out there he's just slept with. No, 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 but he's not sleeping with. No, 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 no. I know, but even – but six months is not that long ago. I don't know. I I would much rather have it be an open – like I want to know it all. I don't like secrets. I want to know. No, I don't like secrets either, but this is the one secret, probably because I've had very personal experiences with it, not me personally, but with friends and family and things like that, where I've seen firsthand what's happened when it's being confessed and not being confessed. And significant affairs are a different thing. Significant affairs you have to confess because they were, you know, ones that go on for a long time, ones where you love the person. This just seems to me like a really bad mistake. That, I, I know, but you it's know a, what I mean. I know, but I don't. I don't know. It's again. It's easy for me. Easier said than done. But it's I don't such know. a divisive topic. No one's in the middle. Everyone's like, tell, don't tell. I, I some people are in the tell. middle. I think you should tell. I think he's going to live with this fear of it coming out anyway. It's going to. I don't know. The corrosive powers of secret of secrets mm. on the secret keeper is significant too. I don't know. Or, or maybe just wait. Because it only has been six months, maybe. Because I do agree with you that if you keep a secret, it can you you'll get to the point where you can't look her in the eye out anyway. Right, right. Why don't you give it three months and see if you can live with the secret, and then revisit it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, there you go. That last really helped. Okay, us. sorry about that. <laughs> 
that's okay. A good discussion of the time. At least he knows what what's, um, what the things are. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming to us for advice to begin yeah, with. That's so sweet. I know. Yeah, it is, it is really sweet. And I think it is one of those things that really does split. I'd say yeah. it's probably 70% tell, 30% don't tell. Maybe 65 tell, 35. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Question three, I'm 29, a straight woman, and I describe my libido as low to average. It's not that I don't enjoy having sex with my partner. It's just not my favorite thing to do. I do feel close to him afterward though, and I know it makes him happy. So my question is this, how can I make myself more in the mood for sex? Do you know, I really love this question because I thought that it was incredibly honest. Mm -hmm. And I think it is the sort of thing that if you were really honest, if lots of people, men and women, were really honest in long-term relationships, they would probably write something like that. And I also like about the question that, that she acknowledges that desire isn't the only motivation for sex. Right. And that is always my first thing with things like this, is to change your mindset and don't... and. Or, you know, move out of that trap that says you've both got to be frothing at the mouth at the same time or else, you know, sex shouldn't happen. I think that is so unrealistic. We've talked about this before. I mean, it's very rare that in a long-term relationship, you're always going to feel like sex at the same time. Sometimes you do it because you enjoy giving your partner pleasure, because you want to feel connected, because you know it's what, you know, would make them happy. And you've and it's about all part of the give and take of a relationship. So I think she's cottoned on to that already. But what I would do is, I don't think, I think she's she's almost given up on, on not aiming higher with her, her expectations of sex. So I'd really challenge why she isn't keen. Like, why aren't you interested in sex? Is it ineffective technique? Is it body image issues? Is it a childhood where you grew up and sex was seen as dirty? You know, have you never really been interested? I mean, think about your parents' sex life. I know not most of us like thinking about our parents' sex life, but you generally as a kid get an idea, don't you, whether they're really high, highly sexual or not really, because they do think that sex drive is genetic. So maybe you've just inherited a low libido or maybe not, but don't just accept that you're so-so about sex. Challenge it. Try and figure out why. Along the same vein, work out what does arouse you. So when you are in the mood for it, what happened? Did you read a sexy book? Did you watch a film with a sex scene in it? Did you have lots of foreplay? Did you have lots of kissing with your partner? Had you had a bath? You know, what had you done to arouse yourself? And if you were going to have sex, what would put you in the mood? Think about that. And then when you are going to have sex, arouse yourself a little beforehand. So you're not just going in there like, oh God, not really looking forward to this, but you're going in there going, well, actually, I quite feel like it now because I've <laughs> done X to arouse myself. Also, what do you need to satisfy yourself sexually? Like, are you having orgasms when you're having sex? I mean, it's clear to me that the sex is sort of not bad, but not good. It's just okay. And I wonder whether she's just bored because mm. we know that women get bored far quicker than men do, much quicker. Men would happily have the same sort of sex over and over again. So have you tried ever tapping into that darker side of your sexuality, you know, to sort of, because if you serve, if you're given and put on offer, you know, great really exciting, adventurous sex that you've never had before, or the boring routine sex you always get offered, you're going to say yes to the, you know, exciting, adventurous sex, aren't you? So think about what's the thing that you, whenever you think about it, that arouses you, you think, God, I hope no one ever finds out about this. <laughs> 
because that's the thing you need to confess to your partner. The more we confess those really dark things to our partners, the more exciting our sex life is going to be. So you never know, you might just find a more erotic sex. Remember that sex isn't just intercourse, that you can just have oral sex only sex sessions. And I think if men focus on this a lot more, they would find that women say yes more often. Think about that you can offer low effort sex. You know, maybe you don't feel like having intercourse. Maybe you just feel like having mutual masturbation, or maybe you're happy to let him masturbate and you just watch. So there are always these options. And then finally, which sounds completely random, (laughs) get enough sleep. Get Get enough sleep. sleep. Wow. So there's so many studies recently that have linked lack of sleep to lack of desire. Makes sense. Wow, that's interesting. Particularly for women. Like nobody gets enough sleep. I do. You do? Do you? How much do you you sleep? I reckon I go to bed at half past 10, 11, and I'm up at 8, and I sleep really, really well. But I really am paranoid about my sleep, so I do everything right. Like, I'm ritualistic. I make sure I'm, you know, I mean, I drink too much sometimes, but and that really does it. And I've got a Fitbit, which is even worse. I analyze my sleep every morning. Do you do that? No. My husband's like, oh, for God's sake, don't you know if you've had a great night's sleep? But then I go, no, but apparently I was awake for... (laughs) X number of minutes, (laughs) I've had X number of REM sleep. It can make you paranoid, believe me. But now I do get enough sleep. That's great. I really do. Do you? Oh, you don't because you just work permanently. No, it's not even work. Oh, you got kids as well. Remember, I don't have kids. That's true, yeah. So I think my sleep patterns have never been disrupted. I think once you have kids, you probably never sleep again properly. Hmm. Well, that's interesting that it's so linked with libido. It absolutely is, yeah, completely. Hmm. So it's not just the disruption to your sleep that kids do. Yeah, but just, so yeah, now I was going back to the parenting then. But yeah, lack of sleep affects everything, but it particularly affects desire for women. Hmm. So. Who knew? Thanks, Daisy. fact there. Um, okay, what's your sex challenge this week? Okay, my sex challenge this week is to offer up your partner some no-effort sex. So they get to lie back and do absolutely nothing, and you be the one that gives the pleasure. And, I mean, that sounds rather nice, doesn't it? Because we're all selfish on the quiet, and just being, you know, being able to just sit back and not have to do anything and just enjoy ourselves is something that makes you look wonderfully generous sexually. And, of course, your partner has to reciprocate at some point. So I think it's good to have take-only, give-only sessions in sex. I think it really works. Love it. Very cool. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you, Tracy. (laughs) That's quite all right. That's quite all right. So a few takeaways there. I'm worried about the man in the middle who wrote in. Well, we've given two types of answers, haven't we, that he can go for, one of which will... He'll instinctively go for, I think. It's too bad we can't do like a call in. You know, like in the old days with like a radio show? No one no one wants to call in. Oh. No one will call in. I've tried that before. Because they're scared. Voices are very distinctive. Yeah, that's true. And they that's give true. you away. So it's or, very difficult or, to get good calls. Maybe we could somehow find out what people think about these questions. Maybe yeah. or you know what like I would like what people listening, what do you think they, that this man should do in question two? I would want to know. So I don't know. Yeah, we should have. Well, that's what we used to have with TikTok, wasn't it? Until TikTok yeah. got yeah. paused and we need to rethink that revive yeah. that in some way anyway all right well this was fun as usual thank you tracy for all the thank advice and uh, food for thought good luck with the book pre-orders i'll be ordering mine straight away thank you i get off i appreciate it so, can you order everywhere like it's on amazon everything it is right. it's so when is the actual release day july 1st oh my god oh, how exciting i know excited ah. I bet you all are. right 
Thanks. All right. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.